be joined by Mike Burling, the VP of Baseball Operations, in about 15 minutes. Durham Bulls have a lot of exciting things coming up, including the Savannah Bananas. You're familiar with the Savannah Banana phenomenon, right, Julian? I am. It looks pretty cool. Do you think think we can get dressed up in some ridiculous outfits to let us on the field and dance around? Let's go. (laughs) I I think there's a very high chance of that. I'm in. I'm I'm ready for it. Plus the uh, the ACC baseball tournament. I'm sorry. The ACC baseball jamboree. There you go. Will be uh, back (laughs) at the Durham Bulls Athletic Park as well. And oh, by the way, the Bulls won yet another international league championship so we'll talk to mike burling about that in about 15 minutes before we answer some hey joe questions Gilio is upset at me not because mm. i roasted his ass as it relates to aaron judge in 62 um it's because the coffee mug is somewhere see there's another oh, look, see, look. see there it is there's another producer I, agreeing with you roasted me it roasted <laughs> roasted your ass you roasted me yeah uh okay well then just for that i want you to explain this phenomenon to me <laughs> okay you would agree when between twenty six and thirty, you're you're at your physical peak, right? Sure, some of us. Sure, are right. Most people, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. So Barry Bonds between twenty six and thirty hit mm-hmm. thirty five home runs per year. Mm-hmm. Put you in the Hall of Fame, by Absolutely, the way. Absolutely, man. It's really good. Yeah. yeah when you get to thirty six through forty, would mm-hmm. you say maybe yeah, you should start, probably be yeah. on a little bit of a if things are, just maybe things on a half the, of an inch? Sure, things will be on of the a decline. Part, right, right. Okay, so. Uh, I'm sure all of those other players and examples of mm-hmm. cheating that you gave, mm-hmm. I'm sure that they magically mm-hmm. got better between 36 and 40. Mm-hmm. Barry Bonds, between 36 and 40, hit 258 home runs. Yeah. An average of 51 per year. Mm-hmm. That's 16 more than from his physical prime. Sure. He cheated his ass off. Yeah. So why you... I don't know if you're not acknowledging that. I am acknowledging that. Okay. I've never, I've never once tried to tell you that Barry Bonds didn't. Okay, as, as long as we can establish a baseline. Sure, yeah, my point is, but that, you realize there's a difference between Gaylord Perry throwing a no, spitball. No, there's not. No, there's not. I'm sorry. That's wow. a fu- that's a fundamental dis- disagreement between you and me. Okay, because I do think that pitchers in baseball get away with anything they want as long as they don't make it obvious. There's an accepted right. level of doctoring the ball. There's an accepted level. And if I'm a batter, I'd be upset because you're affecting well, me. Yeah, there's... Okay? Baseball's a two-way game, man. Right. We're, we're all so focused, hyper-focused on who hits, who hits, who's hitting home runs. Well, you know, pitchers get really mad when you hit home runs off of them. So what do they start to do? Well, they ch- juice, and then they use... Emery boards, spitballs, Vaseline, spider tack. But the home run record was, is the one that we concern ourselves with. That's right, with. because there was another Yankee record that was broken last night. It was a Which pitching one? it was a pitching thing. Was it uh, Garrett Cole did something last night? Like most strikeouts Strike- in a most strikeouts in a single season? It was like, two nights ago. I think. Shh, shh, nobody talked about that. With the spider tack? Well, no. I, I, I think there are different levels to cheating. Uh, but I, but thought cheating, I thought cheating is cheating. You cheated the game, Joe. I, you can cheat the game. Yes. yes. All these things that I'm bringing up are cheating the game, except you accept some cheating of the game, and you don't accept well, the, the other same cheating thing of the with game. Belichick, right? In what sense? When you look at, hey, like there's there the idea of Spygate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Again, we know all your plays, so sure. I don't I don't buy this whole like, oh my god, the reason they won is because they they taped our walkthrough. 
Unless you're running plays in your walkthrough that you didn't do in the game, which yeah. I find well, highly unlikely. Sure, just like, uh, but he still was trying to find the edge in the same way that there were a lot of guys taking steroids who didn't hit home yeah, runs. But there's finding an they edge. Hit the home run. There's finding an edge, and then there's improving your home run mark by 16 per year after you turn 36. What about the people who didn't? Doesn't work for everybody. Is my point. I already said he was a Hall of Famer before yeah, at 35 he, per year, and he's a Hall of Famer now. Even after the steroid use, because that's this, a separate argument, and that gets back to my, my. I think I think Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, which would be your pitcher, yes, are Hall of Famers based on what they did in the first half of their career before they ever used steroids. And you know what you can do? Put it on the plaque. Sure, put it on but the that's plaque. A, that's a different. The Hall of Fame and the actual mark are two different things. Two let's, different arguments. Let's answer some Hey Joe questions. Joe cracked the door. Uh. All right, this first one comes from Daniel. Hey Joe. Does Matt Rule give off serious House of the Dragon Viserys vibes or what? Oh, the the dad, the king? Mm-hmm. <sighs> in theory, he is in charge. He is in charge. But Viserys he- had a long reign and there was peace in the kingdom. So you, that would qualify as a success. There is nothing that qualifies as a success <laughs> under Matt Rule other than drafting Jeremy Chin, yeah, who's, who's now on the IR. Yeah, who's hurt now for the next. He's on the IR for the next four weeks. I guess if you're going viscerous in the sense that every decision that he makes ends up blowing up in his face, then maybe, like I, you know, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna back this person. Uh, all right, my daughter. Well, that's not gonna go well with people. I'm gonna go with Sam Darnold. Well, that's not gonna go over well with people, like that kind of stuff. Because yeah, everything that viscerous does is ends up bad. It ends up not working out for him. But ultimately, still successful again okay, fair. because fair. as the king and the ruler. He's, the kingdom didn't fall apart on his watch. So we're going to go with no. Next up. Yeah. I got a proposition for you. All right. From Colby. Hey, Joe, should I be concerned about the Panthers potentially relocating? I can't think of a worse owner to fan relationship, maybe Washington, than Tepper and Panthers fans. I mean, it's bad, but it's not that bad. I mean, bad. the Hornets guy who was there before, Shin. I mean. Yeah, George Shin, yeah. Certainly worse. No, the, the Panthers are not moving anywhere. Uh, there's A, there's nowhere for them to go. Uh, Las Vegas is already off the table. There's two teams in Los Angeles. And North Carolina continues to show growth patterns that would make the NFL very upset if they didn't have an NFL team in this area. So, no, the Panthers are not moving anywhere. And an owner can be an owner can have bad fan relationships, but that all goes away with wins. I'm just saying. There's a lot of examples of that as well. The Washington Commanders have the worst dynamic of them all, though. Next up. How you doing? From Fire Matt Rule. Hey, Joe, <laughs> if Dave goes to Wisconsin, what are the chances of bringing Kiffin back to Raleigh? Lane Kiffin? Zero. They don't have the money to bring Lane. Nope. That's that's the problem. I, I think Lane ends up at Auburn. That's what I think. I would put money on that right now. Okay. Okay. Because he's already given you a little bit of the discontent at Ole Miss. Right, All the fans, fans aren't showing up. They're know. partying too much in the grove. There is a, there's also a certain point where you realize, well, I've done all I can do at Ole Miss. That's and, true. And you know what? He's done a, he's done a, he's done a good amount at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. So you go to Auburn, you put yourself you, – I mean, he would make $10 million a year at Auburn. Dion? At State? Yeah. No, I already gave you my choice. Who? Garrett Riley. Who's that? Lincoln Riley's brother. Oh, he's TCU's offense coordinator right now. Does Lincoln Riley come with him? Doesn't need to. Does Lincoln Riley help him through the transfer portal? Like potentially. Hey, I can't. I got no room for this guy. He, he he wants to be on the East Coast. Yeah, could be. All right. I mean, because that, if that's the case, and, and you keep I'm, rough, 
Dude, in that deal too. That's true. That's right. Ralph McNeil is the consigliere. Makes a lot of sense. Next up. Whoa. All right, from Blaine. Hey, Joe, does 62 automatically mean Judge is the MVP? Not automatically, but the Yankees' success. I just had this argument with you before. Mm -hmm. The name of the award is the most valuable player. It's not the most outstanding player. Yeah. You can't call it the MVP and give it to a guy. Let's look up where the Angels are right now. Oh, they're terrible. I mean, value is right there on mm -hmm. the award. Mm -hmm. So, no, I, I mean, Judge is the MVP. Now, if it were somebody on the Astros who has a better case, that's – I'm willing sure. to listen to that one. Well, to 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 bolster your argument, this is from Fangraphs. If you're not familiar with Fangraphs, it is a, a website that gets really analytical with baseball numbers. The Angels are 32 games out of first place. Cool. There's, there's no value. There. There's no value there. So Fangraphs has their weighted runs created plus because everything is a plus now. Everything's yeah. a plus. Yes. Ooh, plus, plus, plus. Plus, plus, plus. That's a terrible idea. Which measures, according to Fangraphs, a player's total offensive value relative to league average after adjusting for park factors. You know, as I ranted earlier, you know, the parks are juiced too. So Judge is one of only four players since 1962 to create at least twice as many runs per plate appearance as the league average. His figure of 208 trails bonds. If you go by baseballreference.com's OPS plus, a similar metric. Judges 2022 is tied for sixth most productive full season. So, yeah, I think there's value there with Aaron Judge and, and what he's doing. And, yes, look where the, look where the Yankees are in the I was going to say I would also point out the problem with maybe a Kyle Tucker for the Astros would be the Yankees went a long stretch with only Judge, mm -hmm. whereas the Astros have a more balanced lineup. So it's almost like it's working against you to have better players around you. Next up. Whoa. All right, final one here comes from Austin. It is the dumbest of debates and only exists because baseball doesn't, 90% of media cannot discuss actual baseball in 2022. It's somehow a fringe sport in media discussion despite raking in NBA-level revenue. That's quite the rant from Austin there. Uh, so I guess what I'm getting at here is where he's getting at here is that nobody knows how to talk about baseball anymore. Is that what I'm getting? I'm gathering here? And yes, baseball did just pull in a record amount of revenue this regular season. I was reading about that today on Front Office Sports. A lot of that is related to the fact that they play 162 games a year. That baseball is always going to have a place on television because they have the inventory that is necessary for ESPN to charge what it charges on a yearly basis for cable distribution. And... Because it plays 162 years, what's the point that you love to make about baseball? Where are they based? Where are these teams the, mostly located? The biggest niches. It's pretty good business to be a big niche, man. Yep. It really is. So that doesn't surprise me. In terms of a national product, well, that happens to everything but the NFL, if we're being honest. Every other sport is essentially discussed in the same way as baseball is outside of the regions in which they're being played. Hockey's the same way. The NBA is largely like that now, outside of which obsession somebody has on NBA Twitter. Like, who's this 7-2 guy that everybody's obsessed with now? 7-5. Seven, 7-5. Five. Seven, five. I'm sorry, 7-5? <laughs> yes. 7-5? Seven, 7-5. Five? <laughs> seven, five. So that highlight, the highlight that I saw this morning from this guy, uh, was it French Wamba? Victor Wembanyama. French Wamba is what they're calling him. This guy is 7'5", and he had handles like that? Yeah, he's a guard. 
who can protect the rim. And he made seven threes in the game last Jeez. night. Jeez, seven. That's ridiculous. Against the G League Ignite, poor poor Scoot Henderson. That Great is, nickname, but that is unfortunate. That destined is unfortunate. to be a, destined to be a footnote. So yeah, that's just. I don't think that's a baseball problem. I think that's a problem for everybody not named the NFL. So you found you during the break. You uh, you, you opened up the door to the studio and you said, mm. "Did you leave your coffee out here?" Now you're in trouble. And I said, "No, I didn't actually make myself coffee, but the coffee was in the cat dad mug you had gotten me for Christmas." <sighs> and you're upset at me. Yeah. Why? I got you a Raiders script, like classic hat that I've never seen you wear. It's in the house. It's on display. Okay. And then I got you uh, out of the, like, just randomly, I got you a, because you've taught me very well. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about your golf score or your bets. Yes. And what here I am on the Facebooks during the pandemic. Yeah. And I see this hat. This is- no one cares what you shot, I think it says. Yeah, no one cares what you shot. No and one cares that, what you shot. And that hat actually is in the cubicle for when I need it uh, to break out on golf conversations. You've never worn it. I've, yes, I have. Never worn either of those hats. Yeah. So then I'm in Target last holiday season, mm-hmm. and I see a mug, because I love mugs. I, I love mugs, too. Yeah. Well, just not the ones that I get for you. That's so not true. I get you the cat dad mug thinking you know, i get it it's target it's not like this boutique store you know oh, like my like uh, uh, on like nantucket that i no 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 Tar- procured for you on on summer break or something no, target is but is boutique to you me. know i bring this to you and you seem genuinely excited about it yeah i think it was even next to like your adam and joe mug at one point it was it was prominently displayed it was now i'm in the break room and felicia love love me some felicia but I grab the mug and I bring it to you. You're like, oh, I didn't make any coffee. I bring it back to the break room and Felicia's like, oh, there's my coffee. And I'm like, so, okay. Mm. Let me, all right. Mm-hmm. Let me explain. So, no, 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 no. As long as we're not... on the scorecard, that no. would be no Raiders hat, no golf hat. Is this why? No is, Buzz Dad. Is this why the Cat Dad. Is this why the, the hat that I brought back from Austin just sitting there in the cubicle? Is that a protest? That is a protest. Yes. Wow, you are vindictive. <laughs> also, Green is not one of my colors, but that becomes, you got to work on the scheme. I brought two hats. I gave both you and Rand a choice. I think red was the other one. Black and red. Oh, it was, it was black. black and green. That was my fault then. Yeah, that's I should I should have chose the black. That's on you. But I actually don't wear a hat when I play golf. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. All right, so let's talk to Mike Burling, VP Baseball Operations, who's on the other line just thinking, what is happening right now uh, between Gilio and Ovius? Mike, how are you? Green is my color, though. Is it green and gold, baby? Okay. Green and gold. Okay. What about a Savannah bananas? Is that is that going to look good on you? <laughs> gold in twenty twenty three. A little banana ball. I like what, it. What do you guys think about banana ball? Well, we're just wondering how we can get on the field during this this event in July next year. We could, we could probably try to figure that out. What, I mean, what, would, do you want to like I'm, put the you know light the bat on fire or, <laughs> or what are you going to do? You, you got me with pyro. Yes. <laughs> I, I was I was hesitant because I know they sing and dance. Mm-hmm. Perhaps not my forte, but I would like to light things on fire. Yes, I mean, can, Mike. Can we just do the radio show from center field? Heck yeah! We while there's a banana, why not? Right, like a bullpen protector. Yeah, we can put some some glass up. No, no, no. You just have somebody out like catching. Oh, in front oh, of us. Oh, that'd be good. That would be good. <laughs> um, 
Although there was an exploded speaker one time from doing a show out from the DBAP. Did we ever bill you for that, Mike? Uh, no, and, and please don't. Okay, gotcha. All right, so Mike Burling, who's the VP of Baseball Operations, joining us. There's three big things to talk about. Uh, since we brought up the Savannah Bananas, we'll go ahead and start with that. We've We've been making reference to it. For those who are unfamiliar with the Savannah Bananas, what's the best way to describe this minor league baseball team and why them coming to the DBAP is a big deal? Yeah, I, I think the best way to describe it is they're the Har- Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. Mm-hmm. That, 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 to me, is the easiest way to understand it. They they are playing the game of baseball, um, but it's they have their own rules, which they have put a lot of thought into what – so. What what do what do people not like about baseball? Slow <laughs> you know, it is. The, Slow. The long games. Yeah. Um, so it's a two hour time limit. Uh, if a fan catches a foul ball, the batter's out. There's no bunting. You can oh, steal gold's all base. in on that. So there's there's all these neat rules that they think helps um, from a fan perspective for the game of baseball. And then they throw in a just basically a circus. <laughs> there's there's going to be about a hundred blocks because they're you know the pitcher's dancing while he throws it. Uh, it's uh, it's fun. It's it's so, uh, so are, Savannah, are are the Bulls playing the bananas? No, 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 the no. Bananas this play is, themselves. They play banana themselves. Ball. Okay, it's banana ball. Yeah, so okay. they they have two teams. They have the Savannah Bananas and they have the Party Animals. So they will be playing the Party Animals. Okay. Um, and both teams are, you know, they're, they'll do their own different antics along the way. Gotcha. All right. And that's all happening in July at the DBAP. Yep. Mm-hmm. July 14th. Very exciting. Very exciting. And you're also bringing back the ACC Baseball Jamboree for us. Yes. Uh, so that was released this morning. So very excited to have the ACC Championship return to Durham. It was has been in Charlotte the last few years. And, and uh I think it's yeah we all it's it's with with what we've seen with Duke and NC State and Carolina and how how much the game of college baseball has grown in the triangle I, I still think this is the best place to host it and I'm I'm glad they're returning for 2023. So there there's been you know some I guess scheduling has been kind of the issue. So how did you guys work it out so that I mean I guess you know your schedule's far enough in advance to make this work but what kind of went into making sure that the that that time in May was available, especially with the relationship now with minor league baseball and major league baseball? Exactly, and and that's what has allowed this to happen. Okay, the reason why we lost it was with the international league voted as a league that we were not able to reserve dates. Um, it, it just it caused issues with scheduling. Uh, so in discussions with major league baseball when they took us over a few years ago, uh, they understand the importance of of conference championships and and we're not the only one the you know pack pack 12 and mm-hmm. Big Ten play at minor league stadiums and so we uh we've we went in together with charlotte to talk with major league baseball and say hey we think it's important to be able to block this week off for each of us and and try to uh, be able to host these events and they were accommodating and i think they will be into the future um the, the goal and the hope is that there's kind of a rotation basis between us in Charlotte. Mike Burling, VP Baseball Operations, joining us here on the OG alongside Joe Gilio. I'm Joe Ovis, and I guess we'll 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 close on this because I guess it's not newsworthy anymore. You, you just you know went out to Vegas and won another international league championship. No big deal, right? <laughs> yeah, that was fun. It was uh, just a uh, Las Vegas Aviators. Just were were fantastic. That stadium. Uh, it's a 
one of the newer stadiums in minor league baseball, just absolutely beautiful. And, and, you know, it was, it was the, the, so we had the international league championship on Saturday. It was, it's a unique format. So it's three days, three championships. So Pacific coast league played on Friday night. So Reno won their championship. We played Nashville on Saturday night. We won the international league championship and then we met together on, on Sunday for the national championship. And it was just a fantastic game. It was, you know, we fell behind late in the game on a home run, and their their closer walks the first two hitters in the top of the ninth, and our guys just pile it on. It was it was so much fun, and yeah, just a fantastic weekend in in Vegas. Very cool, very cool. Well, congratulations on another championship. Uh, that's awesome to see, and it sounds like uh, while well, this season is over, you're already looking forward to next season with the the bananas coming through and hosting the ACC baseball jamboree. And uh, who knows? Back to back. Why not? Right? Back to back to back. We already got. That's back right. You already got man. back to back. You gotta go. You can't say three P because I think uh, I think Paul, I think uh, Pat Riley might come after you. Yeah, exactly. But thank you guys for all the support you gave us this year, and excited to get back rolling again. And uh, God, the earliest opening day we'll ever have March 31st is when we open next year. So we've never had Bulls baseball in March until next oh, year. I bet Brian is excited to sell hoodies. At the corner store. <laughs> right. March Madness. Let's go. I, I could use a new Bulls hoodie. Let's go. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, guys. See ya. <laughs> Mike Burling, VP Baseball Operations for the Durham Bulls. Uh, great for our friends over at the Durham Bulls to have yet another successful season, and it sounds like this upcoming season is going to be a hell of a lot of fun, too. Um, by the way, there's another thing that you got for me that I use a lot. The Marlins hoodie. No, I've never seen you wear that either. Because it's Fire Pit hoodie. Hurts, Joe. What? It, it hurts. And the, look, here's what happened with the cat dad. It, it hurts.